Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. Hi, Dr. Alex here. If you like the show today or any day, I would love it if you took about 10 seconds to go to iTunes and leave a review for the show. I've been doing this for about 14 years now, and I spend hundreds of hours every year in preparation and recording the show. And if you like it, if it's worth your time, if you think it might benefit others, I would love it if you could leave a review to recommend to your friends or just recommend it to your friends that could benefit from listening to the show. Thank you so very much. Since we are going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand that this information is not intended to cure or heal anything. Everything in the presentations is the opinion of Alex Lloyd. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concern you may have. Hi, I'm Dr. Alex Lloyd, and welcome to Deep Water. Um, what I wanted to talk about today is, is bit, for sure been one of the biggest issues of my entire life, and that's anger. Um, the, uh, the first time I remember being angry was at my older brother, Roger, who never did anything wrong. He made good grades. He never broke any rules. He was better looking than me, a better athlete than me, you know, pretty much everything. So if I wanted to, I could be angry at him all the time just because I felt internally kind of, because I could never measure up to his standard. But anyway, about the first time I remember really being angry was with him. I don't even remember what it's for. But I was so angry that I picked up a metal pipe about this long and I started chasing him like I was going to hit him with that metal pipe. Now or ordinarily he wouldn't run from me because he was so much bigger than me and could beat me up easy but you know when, when someone is swinging a metal pipe that changes it a little bit and uh, so what happened is he turned to run away from me, which made me run even faster. I tripped. One end of that metal pipe stuck in our hardwood floor and made a little gouge in it. The other end, my head came down and it knocked my two front teeth out. And um, blood was going everywhere. They took me to the hospital and had to stitch me up and for about the next three years after that I was my my nickname was Bugs Bunny because it, it, it was the opposite of Bugs Bunny's two teeth but it looked similar. So, uh, so that's what that first anger thing got me. Uh, another early one. Um, I had a trained squirrel my dad helped me catch it, and um, it was in this cage inside the house, but I had trained him. I mean, he would come out of the cage 
walk around the cage but not jump off and then I'd put my shoulder down and he would climb on my shoulder and we would go walking around and he'd let me pet him and I mean it was just pretty cool for a little bitty kid and my whole family thought it was cool too. In fact, Roger thought it was so cool that when he had some friends over, he wanted to show it to them. But what he did is he took the cage outside, which I, I every time I'd done that before had been inside, where if he jumped, he couldn't get away anyway. Well, Roger took it outside, and of course, the squirrel, whose name was Petey, Petey jumped. And Roger, trying to keep him from escaping, reached out, grabbed his tail, and pulled his whole, his whole tail off. So when I got home from school that day, not only was Petey gone, which crushed me, but Roger, when he told me that, gave me his tail, pretty much his whole tail which really made it so much worse because now I'm picturing him out there hurting and without a tail. Um, and both of those may be a little bit funny. The first one may be a little gross. Um, the next one um, I still struggle with. Um, every, my life was pretty idyllic until I went to started to school, kindergarten and then elementary school. My dad and I were best friends. I loved everybody. Everybody loved me. Um, some people called me precocious. Some people called me a tree hugger. But I seemed to love everybody and, and, and had a personality that other people enjoyed being around. Then I go to school and all of a sudden I'm being made fun of over my... I was short and fat and, and so they would call me names and I had dyslexia, ADD, ADHD before they knew what that was. And so I was failing at every subject. And so my self-worth just really crashed uh, when I started to school. And I can vividly remember, you know, not too happy about my life or anything anyway and walking across the schoolyard and, you know, some of the cool boys yelling, Hey, Chunky! And everyone in the schoolyard, including girls, which was really what mattered to me, turning and, it, it, most of them at least, giggling. And I would laugh and then I would go home and cry. Um, and that one, that one still hurts. Uh, I remember later, I went to college on an athletic scholarship to, to play tennis and um, I, I vividly remember losing points and yelling at the top of my lungs and whacking my racket or throwing my racket. One time, one time, I got really mad, lost a big point or game or match or something, and I just flipped around and threw my tennis racket over the fence and it landed way up in this tree. And it disrupted the entire tournament for a while because somebody had to climb up there and get my racket. I didn't have another one and I was so embarrassed and got in trouble for it and, and, and all kinds of stuff. Um, I remember uh, the early days of marriage when we thought our marriage was going to be happily ever after 
and it turned into anything but that. And and one thing in particular uh, just really punched my buttons. Uh, Hope and I went to counseling uh, after we started having marriage problems. And they suggested us having like a sex date. You know, we would pick a day of the week and, you know, as long as we weren't going to force it, but as long as everything went okay, we had both agreed, you know, at least once a week we'd get together because, hey, that was huge to me. I've always had a very turned up uh, libido. Um, One of the big reasons I got married, I know that's a bad reason, but it's the truth. Um... And then when Hope was depressed and especially angry at me, you know, it's like I would try to make sure everything went perfect up to that sex date. And so I would kind of protect, you know, from the news or bills or uh, anything, anything that would mess that up. And I tell you, it was unbelievable. It was almost like it was a plot against me. I bet you 20 or 30 times within one hour of when we were supposed to get together for that date, some little bitty thing would happen and it would knock Hope off the rails. And when that happened, our date was out. And, 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 and I know it's a much bigger deal for her. She was clinically depressed and, and all that. And what I was feeling was really selfish, but I was still feeling it. So I'd been waiting for, you know, seven days for that, you know, seven o'clock in the evening or, or, or whenever that was. And so when that would happen, oh man, it would just enrage me. I would just feel like... I was absolutely going to explode, okay? And it really wasn't until I kind of got a hold on my anger, which has been one of the biggest issues of my life, and I had a big anger problem early in my life. It wasn't really until I got a hold of that and um, it healed when my life started getting better. As long as I had that anger button that got punched at least once, almost every day, and some days more than once, and sometimes in a huge way that would cause not just anger, but a blow up. And maybe even some action, like going out and buying something I shouldn't have bought, or breaking a racket, or something destructive, okay? Um, I don't think I ever would have gotten to the place in my life where I am or even anywhere close to it if I had not been able to get past those anger issues. And so for a few minutes, I want to share with you my two cents on where this comes from and why it's such a big deal. So let me put the chair away and take a look at the board. First of all, anger... um, accounts for over 50% of all crimes. And the reason it's not like 98% is stealing. Stealing is the most popular serious crime and happens way, way, way more than anything else. But outside of theft, 
about 95% of all other crimes come from anger, including murder, assault, rape, domestic violence, abuse, torture, insurrection, revenge, jealousy. And how many of these have we seen in the last two or three years be such a huge deal? The Black Lives Matter movement, okay, in a lot of ways was all about anger on, on both sides, I think. Okay, and, and then people saying, let's heal this anger and heal this racial divide, which I'm 100%, 150% in support of. And watch my Black Lives Matter video if, if you want to know a little bit more about how my take on, on that one. But all of these, by the way, can be toward other people or toward yourself, okay? Uh, murder can be absolutely be yourself, metaphorically and physically. When Hope was depressed for those 12 years, um, she took depression tests and every time she scored in the suicidal range and usually in the extreme suicidal range. And what she would tell me all the time is, I'm too chicken to ever do it. But yes, every day, I wish I were dead. And then there's metaphorical murder of yourself or others where you don't literally kill yourself, but you kind of kill your happiness and kill your health. Uh, Sort of a a self-destruction or others' destruction out of your anger. Okay? Um, Domestic violence. Uh, 99.99999% of domestic violence is a problem in the abuser, not the abused, right? We know that. Um, Some big guy will beat up a lovely young lady. I mean, just absolutely unconscionable. Well, why will the big guy do it? He'll blame her for something. She got the wrong grape juice, or she didn't change my sheets, or something. All right, but all of us know that is not it. That is something inside the abuser. Um, rape, uh, uh, big time, about the rapist, way more than the person being raped. Typically, the person being raped, totally innocent. It's the rapist. Um, Revenge, jealousy, I, I mean, all of them fit that same thing. It can be, it can, you can do this, maybe not so much jealousy, but, but you can do this to yourself. I don't deserve good things. Hope had that one for a long time. I don't deserve to be happy, all right? So you self-sabotage, all right? Uh, in, in psychology, there's four types of anger, all right? There's aggressive anger which is, when I get angry, I'm going to come at you directly. You won't have any trouble knowing I'm angry and you're probably going to be afraid, take off running, try to get away, whatever. That's aggressive anger. There's passive. You've heard of passive aggressive, all right? That's what anger does if it's not in their personality, kind of, to be directly aggressive. They don't... They don't directly say, I'm mad at you because you did this. They just do little things to hurt you and little bitty jabs, sarcasm. Sarcasm's a big one for that, by the way. Um, But it is 
to hit you with their anger. It's just that with their personality or maybe maybe um, they're not a strong enough personality, maybe they're an introvert, uh, to do it aggressively, so they do it passively, but it's for the same thing. And really, pass, passive-aggressive can be worse than aggressive-aggressive because the person believes, at least, they have plausible deniability. They'll argue all day long. No, that's not what I meant. No, that's not why I did that. When they know full well it is. And so does the other person. Where aggressive-aggressive, there's no doubt. All right? There's assertive, aggre- there's assertive anger which is not as attacking as aggressive, but it never lets up. It's relentless and designed to get you or to get me something that I want from you. And then the last one, suppressive. And this is like putting the top on a boiling pot. You think, okay, I'm just going to sweep this under the rug. Then we won't have this big blow up. Sometimes... Uh, The person honestly thinks that. Sometimes they're fooling themselves. They know that won't work, but they do it anyway, all right? And then later, a day, a week, a month, whatever, some little bitty tiny last straw happens, and there's an atomic explosion that's just huge. Hope and I went through that one a lot because she was a suppressive, and I tended to be an aggressive or assertive. Okay, uh, and she has a little. Uh, she had a little of the passive, so she kind of did these two. I kind of did these two. All right, but both of them are anger. All right. The other big deal about anger is that anytime you experience anger, and it's not a life-threatening situation, number one, or what I call righteous anger, meaning you're angry because love has been violated and you want to make something right that is wrong, like a child being abused or something, or a domestic abuse or someone being uh, verbally, emotionally abused or something like that. That's righteous anger, okay? And, and that, there's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's love. Um, motivating us to help in a situation where help is needed, to stop someone from being harmed. But outside of those two, if you experience something in the anger family, it is evidence that you have a wrong goal. Okay? That never should have been a goal. And the wrong goal is an expectation of something happening or not happening in the future. Um, Dan Gilbert, Dr. Dan Gilbert, a professor at Harvard. You see him on TV commercials for insurance companies a lot today. I had just a little bit of interaction with him. And a wonderful man, wrote a best-selling book called Stumbling into Happiness based on research they did on the campus at Harvard. And the culmination of that research, and this is a direct quote by Dr. Gilbert, expectations are a happiness killer. Well, why are they a happiness killer? Because the instant 
you have an expectation about something in the future that you cannot completely control, and you can't completely control anything sometimes, uh, you could fall over dead with your next breath. You could, next time you get in your car, get hit by a truck. I mean, we never really have complete control on anything except what we're doing right now. Okay? So what they found at Harvard is when the instant you have a physical, external, future expectation, it puts you into an internal state of stress immediately. If you're already in stress, which most people are, it spikes your stress. For how long? As long as you have that goal. Okay. So, anytime you experience an emotion in the anger family, and there's a bunch of them, I would just Google all emotions related to anger. The main ones are anger, irritation, frustration, resentment, bitterness, overwhelmed. Those are probably the major ones. So, if you experience that, and it's not a life-threatening emergency right now in the next five minutes, and it's not righteous anger over wanting to help someone who's being harmed, you've got a wrong goal. You can be sure of it. That's, it's virtually 100%, alright? Which means that the wrong goal that you never should have had is right now being blocked by something. And you're experience from that blocking of something that you want, usually a seek pleasure, avoid pain type thing, causes you to experience anger. Okay? Well, you got to get rid of that goal. And you've got to understand that that can be a desire, but not a goal. What's the difference? A desire you give up to God, give up to love from day one. Okay, I'm going to walk in this direction. I'm going to, my intention is to get a college degree, but I don't know if I'll ever succeed at that or decide to do something different or something else may happen. Okay, so I give that up to love. I give that up to God. My job is just to do the best I can on whatever I'm doing right now, walking in the direction of getting that college degree or starting a new business or uh, having a wonderful relationship or a hobby or uh, diet and exercise and better health or anything, anything really, okay? Those have to be desires that you give up because if it's an expectation, it puts you into constant stress until you either get that thing or you don't, which is usually years and for some people, their whole adult life. Okay? Also, this is a post-it note, extreme anxiety when the, when the circumstance doesn't call for extreme anxiety is usually also an expectation issue. Okay? So extreme anxiety or anything in the anger family and you've got a wrong goal that never should have been a uh, goal. It should have been only a desire. And if you don't change it from a goal to a desire, you're going to be stressed 
as long as you have that goal, which means negative thoughts, negative emotions, negative beliefs, negative chemicals instead of positive ones in your body, cortisol, uh, adrenaline, um, the addiction chemicals of, of your hormonal system, uh, rather than the positive oxytocin, peptides, endorphins, chemicals, okay? Anger is the negative chemicals you'll receive, as well as negative thoughts and feelings, okay? If you change those wrong goals to desires and, and commit to only righteous anger or um, life or death anger, only those two, any other kind of anger, and I'm saying, time out, time out, time out. I got a wrong goal somewhere. Let me change it to a desire. Okay? Um, you want some proof on this? I've been speaking all over the world. Uh, it's been one of the real delights of my life, and I never would have imagined I'd have been able to do that for about 15, 20 years. Okay? And most of the places I've spoke, I've asked this question. Have you ever had something happen to you that at the time you thought was bad, but later, looking back, you realized it was really for the best? I've never asked that question that almost everyone in the room didn't raise their hand. I think I've had two circumstances where one person raised their hand and said, I don't think I've had one of those. But all of the others, hundreds of thousands of people, okay, have all raised their hand and said yes. And a lot of them said, I've had a bunch of those. I've had a bucket full of those. What does that mean? It means we don't always know what's best for us in our physical, external circumstances and in the future. In fact, the thing that I thought was the worst thing that ever happened to me, my wife kicking me out of the house 33 years ago, was easily one of the top five things that's ever happened to me in my life, and I would not be standing here today if it hadn't happened. Okay? That's why we're supposed to give that up. Walk in the direction. Pray about it. Meditate about it. Try to do what you believe is best and go toward something that you believe is best, but your goal is just doing whatever you're doing right now as best you can in love, do, you, do your best and add love, that's your only goal ever. Everything else, physical, circumstantial, in the future, is a desire, not a goal, that you give up from the first day to the last. Okay? And if you don't, it'll put you into a state of stress and create one of the most destructive problems anyone can ever have and the root of over 50% of all crimes and even more than the crimes destroy your life and the life of the people that you care about. Okay? So, what are the times? I shared with you at the start of this several times in my life where anger just absolutely took me over and and beat me up, okay? What are a few of those in your life? What's the angriest you've ever been? What's the times when your anger actually went to rage? Well, 
To your unconscious mind, that didn't happen 10 years or 20 years ago. It's happening right now if you've never resolved that. So find those times of your life and heal them. Uh, Pray about them. Use some of the techniques we've talked about. Use Trilogy or memory engineering or or rapid eye stress release. Some of these tools can heal these kind of things in minutes and, and days rather than months or years. And heal those anger issues inside of you and then the anger problem as a whole, which is really a lack of love problem. Okay? Um, love drives out fear. Anger comes from the root of love, uh, of fear, of fear. And fear is the absence of love. So give up the end result. The stress goes away. Start focusing on the present in love, and love drives out fear. Anger only comes from fear, and you will heal your anger issue or in someone that you love. And remember, the evidence of when it's healed is something happens that you did not want, but you do not become angry, frustrated, resentful, bitter, any of those things. Disappointed, yes. Disappointed for a period of time, and then, okay, okay, let's move on. But anything in the anger family, you've still got a wrong goal, and you're still becoming angry over things that it is a malfunction to become angry about that. Only, only righteous anger or life is in imminent danger right now. Those are okay. Anything else you become angry, you're malfunctioning. Okay? So, um, take a look at this in yourself. Uh, maybe take a look at it with some friends and family and people that you love and care about and, sh- and, and share with them. I'm going to work on this too. I'm not just asking, hey, you got an anger problem. You need to fix it. No, 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 no. I'm going to work on this in me, um, but I-, I think you may have an issue too. Why don't we work on it together or, or uh, work on it separately and then get together and talk about it or, or something like that. I'll tell you this. If you have an anger issue, you will never get anywhere close to your perfect life. If you have an anger issue and heal it, you are on the way to your best perfect life. And that's exactly what happened to me and so many of my other clients. So uh, if we could eliminate anger in any family, it would totally change it. In any city, it would totally change it. In any group like the Black Lives Matter or politics, it would totally change it. You remove anger from any situation where it's not supposed to be, and it transforms that situation almost overnight. So um, take a look at that this week and start fixing anger in your life and the life of those you love and care about, your organizations, go on an anger mission. And I think that would be a great thing to accomplish in life. So have a wonderful, blessed day.